Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I hope everybody's having a good day. Um, today, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of things. One, I found this really interesting uh, quote where uh, J.P. Morgan actually cited Samuel L. Jackson to describe Fed policy and exp expectations for the economy. And two, there are experts that are predicting an inf inflation explosion in the next 12 days. So I'm going to tell you guys what's going on with that, break that down for you. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel, especially for Father's Day. Today's a special day. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And everybody who has a dad, please tell your dad I said Happy Father's Day. And uh, and I hope that we will continue to be the superheroes of our community. We are we are the original man, so uh, we deserve everything that we get because we are the best. And I believe in a loving Black family, taking care of Black children, and doing your absolute best as a human being. And that's what makes a man into a man. With that said... Uh, let's jump in. Uh, let, let me uh, remind you guys also on the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that we are B1. B1 means black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list, not the bottom. Uh, B1 also means that we educate ourselves at the highest levels. B1 means we prepare our children for the future by teaching them about economics. So if you agree with this philosophy, put a hashtag B in the number one in the chat. If you're not black, you're not, it's not that you're not welcome here. You're certainly welcome to come here if you're if you are not black. But at the same time, black people run this, and our goal is to solve one specific problem, which is the racial wealth gap. So anyway, with that being said, uh, let's jump in. Let's let's talk about uh, what what I just read, and um, and I'll kind of give you some breakdowns on this. Uh, so I saw this interesting uh, this interesting commentary by a guy named Frank Lutz uh, Lutz, and I'd heard his name before, and he's a, he's apparently a, a famous pollster. And he, I'm going to read some of this to you right here, and then I'm going to give you my interpretation. He warns that the U.S. will feel the full impact of inflation. Uh, he, he says here in 13 days, but that's actually yesterday, so that's 12 days. And uh, that coincides, if I'm not mistaken, that coincides with the 4th of July. And what Luntz says is that once the 4th of July hits, that's when inflation is really going to body slam the American public from a consumer sentiment standpoint. Uh, and uh, and I'm gonna read more of this to you, and then I'll kind of give you more of my interpretation of inflation and how it works and why this affects your stocks and affects your financial situation and everything else. He says inflationary pressures right now are worse than the one seen in 2009. U.S. consumer price index it jumped to a 40-year high of 8.6% in May. Uh, let's see here. So he says that the American consumer will feel the full impact of inflation over the upcoming Independence Day weekend. Uh, he was speaking on Squawk Box when he said that. He said, quote, the 4th of July is when Americans take to the road and buy more food than any other time of the year. 13 days from now, they'll come face to face with higher prices and the fact that they can't afford it. So what Luntz claims is that he went to the Biden administration and said, I wanted to give this report to Biden. They didn't want to hear it. So I'm going to go give this report to you. Um, and now, how how will inflation go? Nobody knows, but a lot of people expect uh, the a lot of the experts I've been studying expect that the inflation uh, should sort of level off by the third quarter of this year, maybe around nine percent. So maybe slightly higher, but not much higher than it is right now. And uh, and I thought this was a really powerful statement, and I don't think he's completely inaccurate. I think that Luntz has a point on this. 
you know, remember the 4th of July, the two, two things that people do around the 4th that they do more of, of than any other time of the year is driving and eating, driving and eating. So they're going to go to the pump and they're going to fill up their tank and they're going to get pissed off because they're going to find out that it now costs $100 to fill up the tank when it used to cost 50 or 60 or whatever. Then, then after they get mad about that, they're going to also uh, go buy all the uh, corn on the cob and the barbecue chicken and the hamburgers and whatever else they're going to buy. You know, today, my birthday is actually tomorrow, by the way. I, 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 I'm, I, I was a Father's Day gift to my father who wasn't even there when I was born. Damn. Sam, I need to go talk to a therapist about that. Now, don't I? I'm playing. I'm, I'm being silly. I had a great, I had a great father that raised me, but my biological father was nowhere to be found. But anyway, uh, but I was a Father's Day gift, and uh, and so in our household, we are now uh, going out and buying a whole bunch of stuff that we're gonna eat today. Uh, Grandma came over. She bought a whole bunch of. She got corn. She got the hamburgers. She got the ribs. She got all kinds of stuff stacked up on the table. And I'm excited because I get to be the birthday boy. So in most households, millions of households across America, this same process is taking place, even though it's not they're not lucky because it's not their birthday, but it's mine. But but still, people are buying lots of food and lots of gas right now. And these are two of the major areas where inflation is hitting the hardest. The third area where it's hitting the hardest is just in the cost of rent or whatever, because the rent is too damn high. Uh, what a lot of experts are saying is that inflation will get tamed once they break the economy. You know, it, it, it makes me think about when my brother was two and he was pigeon-toed and they had to break his legs to make him walk straight, which I hated. I hated seeing my two-year-old brother get his legs broken. He had a little cast on his legs and trying to crawl around with a little cast was kind of weird. But still, uh, that's what they're, they're, I think that's what they're thinking at this point. They're thinking that once we break the economy and cause a recession, uh, then inflation, uh, recessions are naturally what they call deflationary events. It, uh, recessions naturally cause the cost of goods to go down. Uh, the, the, when you see un unemployment go higher, well, the cost of labor is going to go down. Inflation is broken up at least into a couple key areas. One is the consumer price index, which is what consumers pay for things like gas and food and all that. Then there's the producer price index, which is what companies have to pay for supplies. It's You're being hit on both sides. Target and other companies are coming out with warnings saying, we don't know what to do because our costs are going up. And it's going to hit our bottom line and we're fighting it off as much as possible. And we don't know how long we can do that. But here's the thing. The way they're fighting it off is they're just passing the cost on to the consumer. And eventually the consumer is going to say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to keep buying from you at these really high prices. I'm going to start cutting back, which is actually what I've been you know, talking to you guys about. I think that if you can cut back and be efficient with your spending, this will probably be the time to do that. Now, do me a favor as we move forward. There's more information I'm going to share with you, particularly about a J.P. Morgan Chase report where they actually quoted Samuel L. Jackson to describe uh, the, the stock market. I, I thought it was really, really funny and fascinating. Uh, but but anyway, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, uh, you can go to boycewalkins.com. You can get a free e-copy of my book on how to build wealth by investing $5 a day. If Boycewalkins.com has a lot of resources that are there that you can take a look at that will not just help you get through this economic storm, but will allow you 
continue to use this setback as an opportunity for a major comeback so that three, four years from now, you will be in a much, 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 much better financial situation than you are right now. That's my I'm a finance professor. That's what I do. And I love teaching about finance and the economy and economics. Let's see. Hero says, Dr. Boyce, have you read the book Beat the Feds? No, I have not. All right. So 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 let's keep talking about inflation. Uh, here they in this report, this is on invez.com. They said that uh, inflation is worse, worse than it was in 2009. He also, Frank Luntz, uh, the, the um, pollster, he warned that the ongoing war in Ukraine could ultimately lead to a food shortage, which again, that's inflationary. He said that it's worse than the one seen in 2009 in terms of breadth and impact. Quote, you have to go back to 2009 to find a time when economic numbers were this bad. The difference is back then it affected roughly 60% of the population. Now, no matter how much you make, you're impacted by inflation. Now, one of the things I want you to be careful about is I want you to be careful about falling into too much alarmist language. I don't want you to just internalize all this to the point where you're depressed and you're scared and you think the world's going to come to an end. The Federal Reserve is going to blow up and and the, the dollar is going to lose its value forever and the world's coming. You know, don't don't get don't get caught up in all that. Don't don't be my, my wife has a term for it because, you know, my wife is a, a therapist. She's pretty much a psychologist. She's an expert on the on the mind. And uh, and sometimes she'll. We'll, we'll have a debate about something and maybe we'll get into a little spat as a couple. And she'll say, uh, boys, don't make it into a catastrophe. Don't make it into a catastrophe. You know how people get mad when they're in a relationship? They're like, I can't do this. This is over. I'm mad at you. You don't like me. Right? And they're like, no, I just said that you need to like not burn the eggs when you're making breakfast in the morning. Like, stop doing that. Right? You know, and, and so sometimes we overreact. That's my point. And what I want to encourage you to do, you guys are intelligent. I call you intelligent black people, but some of you ain't black. But if you're not black, you're an honorary black person. We love everybody. So you're welcome here, too. Um, as intelligent black people, I really want you to not do what everybody else is doing. What everybody else is doing is they're overreacting. That's what they're doing. They're freaking out. Oh, Lord, Jesus, we're going to die. It's going to go. You ain't got to do all that. You know, uh, just pay attention to the variables. Know that recessions are a natural part of life. Recessions happen uh, all the time. You know, and in the economy that you have, you know, the fact that they're constantly sprinkling little economic steroids into your economy to make it run faster, you're going to have some downturns that are of epic proportions. You know, uh, it's it, it, it's only it's 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 inevitable. So ultimately, this recession, it does bring up some alarm bells. There are some issues here uh, that need to be fixed. But in three years, I guarantee you in three, four years, you'll barely remember this. I I. I I really believe in three or four years, you won't even remember any of this. So so pay attention, make your moves accordingly. There are opportunities out there. In fact, there are tons of opportunities. I bought so many stock, so much stock in, in the last two, three weeks. It's ridiculous. Um, and uh, and you'll make money from this. All right. So anyway, let me keep going. Let me uh let me let me also look up this other. I saw this really interesting thing where uh JP Morgan Chase <laughs> quoted Samuel L. Jackson. Um in their uh in their in their report to investors which i thought i thought that was so hilarious and uh and what they quoted was that bible verse from pulp fiction it's really funny that they quoted that because my wife and i the first movie my wife and i ever went to see together was pulp fiction which is a great movie by the way if you haven't seen it and uh and there was um uh and the quote that they used was the one where he said they will know i am the lord when i lay my vengeance on them 
and then he shot the guy in the face or something. I, I remember it's Ezekiel 25, 17. So in this quote, one thing that was interesting was they said, I think that they're, if I'm not mistaken, I think that their use of the Samuel Jackson quote refers to the Fed's what they call a decisively hawkish shift in the wake of hotter than expected inflation reports. What does that mean? Well, they basically said that now that the Fed is dealing with high inflation, the Fed has decided to get gangster. They're comparing, I guess, to them to Samuel L. Jackson that you will know I'm the Lord because we're going to put this vengeance on you. So the Fed is basically laying down the gauntlet. They're saying, look, we're the boss. We run this. We're serious. We're coming hard. We're, we're increasing interest rates at a rapid pace because we believe that containing inflation is our top priority. Now, what J.P. Morgan Chase also says in their report that's really interesting is they don't believe that the Fed is as gangster as they pretend to be. They're not real gangsters. They're like studio gangsters or, you know, rappers that pretend to be gangster. But then when stuff really gets gangster, they start running. They run to the back and hide behind security. Well, that's kind of what the, they believe the Fed is. They believe the Fed is, is talking a big talk uh, because the Fed lost a lot of its credibility before. The Fed made horrible mistakes that put the economy in the situation that it's in right now. The Fed is part of the reason that we're having the problems that we're having right now. So a lot of people lost confidence in the Fed. Uh, One of the things that happens when the people lose confidence in the Fed is that they don't just get hit by inflation. You get hit by inflationary expectations. So the bond prices right now are reflecting the fact that despite the fact that the Fed has gotten really, really aggressive on fighting inflation, the bond market still doesn't believe them. They're like, ah, we still expect inflation is going to keep going high because y'all are stupid. Uh, is that irrational to believe? No, it's not because the Fed has, has a, a terrible track record. They don't have a lot of credibility. It's like like your daddy saying, yeah, I'm going to pick you up after school. But you're like, daddy, you get drunk every day and you don't you haven't picked me up. You know, you, you promised to pick me up 10 times and you didn't show up eight of those times. Well, you're not going to wait after school for your dad if you think your dad ain't going to show you up and if show up to pick to get you. And if you are in that category, like you should probably get some therapy like me, because uh, all of us who didn't have our daddies, you know, we need to get help with that. But anyway, uh, so the point with the Fed is that uh, J.P. Morgan Chase believes that once the Fed starts to see the effect of this uh, hardcore uh, interest rate increase uh, that they're doing right now, these increases, they believe the Fed's going to slow it down. Uh, what was it? Uh, not it wasn't J.P. Morgan. It was another company, uh, Deutsche Bank. Uh, in their report, they argued that they believe that by the end of the year, you're going to start seeing negative growth in gross domestic product. You're going to start to see your economy actually shrink toward the end of the year. Uh, and they believe that once that starts to happen, the Fed's going to pull back the brakes a little bit and they're not going to go as aggressively when it comes to interest rate increases, which could lead to some sort of sustained rally in stocks and things like that. But what's also really consistent from what I'm uh, observing is that there are a lot of people who expect that this is not going to stop, that, that you're going to keep on going down. It, it, you know, If you have a good day with your stocks, then that might be a day for you to make your moves or whatever, because uh, the, the idea of a long-term sustained rally, there's just not enough information out there to even justify the expectation that you're going to have a long-term sustained positive rally when it comes to stocks. So anyway, do me a favor, guys. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Share. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you do that. Also, if you want a free e-copy of my book, you can go to voicewalkins.com. Uh, that's a, a free book on investing, how to invest $5 a day and build wealth that way. I also have an, uh, an economic survival plan if uh, that's something that's of interest to you as well. And uh, and so so the last piece I'll say on this um, as, <clears throat> as we kind of head out 
is um, I think that in times like this, the goal is to be consistent and figure out what your financial personality is. You know, if you're a person that gets freaked out every time the market does something crazy, then maybe you want to look away. Maybe you want to make your investments, hold your nose and just walk out of the room. Uh, if you are a person that wants to learn about investing, this is a great this is a great training camp. This is a great uh, lab to learn how markets work. Uh, what you're really seeing is you're seeing the other side of of irrational exuberance. You're seeing the the pre you're seeing the party and you're seeing the after party. Uh, so the party was 2020. The market's doing really well. Everybody's making money. Everybody's happy. Everybody's throwing money at everything. People are spending insane amounts of money on Dogecoin. And then you have the after party. Oh, after actually not the after party. The after after party where uh, after, after that, everybody's sober now. Uh, the cops have arrived on the scene. They found a dead body in the bathroom. Uh, they, and they also found some drugs. Uh, some people are standing in the living room in handcuffs. And, and you're trying to figure out how to get out of this situation. That's pretty much what I see when I see the market. I saw a market that was just ridiculous. Um, in fact, actually, if you remember Dogecoin, I, I was looking up Dogecoin today because I was curious to see how Dogecoin was doing. Bitcoin and Ethereum are getting killed too. But Dogecoin literally in the last year has dropped by 80% in its value. And uh, now Bitcoin today has actually gone up a little bit from yesterday, but Bitcoin over the last year has dropped 45% of its value. And so a lot of this is expected because these are high risk assets that people only invest in when everybody's financially drunk, when they're financially high and they, they're feeling super confident and they're willing to kind of take a chance on anything. Uh, the, the, the biggest beneficiaries of people being financially drunk were uh, crypto, um, uh, especially the crappy cryptos, uh, high risk companies that weren't making any money yet. And also SPACs, the SPACs, the SPAC boom, uh, was massive during the, um, during the upturn, the SPAC boom is dead now. They're, like literally you can't, if you put a SPAC out there nobody's going to buy it because everybody's kind of gone home. The party is over. So ultimately just, um, kind of buckle in for that and kind of be ready for that. And just, uh, you know, just take your time and be and be cautious, be consistent. Long term, uh, you, you're probably going to be OK if you're consistently investing in high quality companies. Uh, but I would kind of be careful about any of those super high risk investments, because I don't think this is the environment where that is going to prosper. OK. All right. So anyway, guys, I'm, that's that's it for today. Uh, it was great to see you. I'm going to chime back in probably, I don't know, maybe a little bit later. I like to talk about economics all the time every day. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you can hit the link in the bio. You can get a free e-copy of my book as well as a bunch of other stuff we have, like the economic survival plan, if that will help you. And uh, also voicewalkins.com is the place to be if you want to become economically intelligent. Uh, I've been a finance professor for almost 30 years now, and uh, I can help you become the perfect investor if that's what you want to be. And I also do everything from a black perspective. I believe in black people. I believe in black wealth. I believe in black family. And that, and I'm not apologizing for that ever. So you ain't got to be black to be here, but just know that I have one mission in life, which is to help us solve this racial wealth gap problem. The solution is easy. We only have to implement it. So take care, guys. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And a happy Father's Day once again to all the dads out there. Talk to you soon. Peace.